welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. Today, we're discussing the power of positive thinking. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This week's mission was to think of a few things you like most about yourself. Christy, how did that go for you? I, I love this mission because, as you know, I, uh, I my hype man skills are pretty good. So uh, I like looking back and thinking, what is it that you like about yourself? And for me, I was using the Clifton Strengths framework. And so I'm number one, what they call futuristic, which means I like to think about the future and it feels like a very real place for me. And without getting into all the boring details, one of the visions where I thought um, – I'm in the publishing industry, which also ties a lot with social media marketing and different types of marketing. And one of my predictions for how the future was going to go actually started to happen like this week. It's still in the initial stages, but where I want to be and where the technology is going and where the platforms are going are in a lot of the same places. And so I'm just really excited because there's a lot more fun things to learn and uh, a lot of opportunities for possibly even the very new series that I'm going to launch, you know, the Bronson Billionaires Romance series, pow, pow, plug, plug. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just really excited to look at some of my strengths that I didn't even, before I took that strengths test, I didn't even know were strengths, like the ability for me to look to the future and have it feel very real and have that be naturally, like at the beginning of COVID, I looked to you know, when we look back on this time, which I knew was a historic time, you know, how will I feel about the way I acted during this time? And so for me, that meant you and I doing something very positive together. And it also meant that even if I played it tighter, I would never regret playing it tighter. So I've been very, uh, you know, my options were to stay home a lot. And, you know, I got my vaccine and things are looking good. And I'm just really glad that I've made the choices that I've made and that strength of being looking to the future. Uh, now, listen, I'm not adaptable. <laughs> I don't deal really well with change in the present, but I can pivot. Um, but I do appreciate that about myself. And I appreciate that we are now in the future that we envisioned for ourselves a year ago, because this is a, this is the start of year two, episode 53. We've been doing it for over a year. That is correct. And how exciting that is. And just, you know, taking that view at the end of, you know, what became, I guess, its own special year, uh, you know, starting March of 2020, uh, taking a look back at some of the things, reflecting to be able to think of some of the things that I can appreciate most about myself. And what that brought up for me is looking at these uh, parts of myself or these strengths, skills, whatever you want to call them, that I, what this did for me this week rather is, was help me to take a look at some of those things that up until kind of this point, I really downplayed. Um, as you know, and tell me frequently, my hype man is terrible. Uh, so it can be hard for me to really kind of hone in on, not that I don't know what I'm good at necessarily, but there are a handful of things that I just, I guess, maybe didn't really know what to do with. And so, you know, we've been talking about the Clifton Strengths, and I uh, took it and came up with a few things uh, like belief and connectedness, and that really helped me see 
that I really truly have a, a good sense of discernment. And so thinking about that really helped me in this last two weeks um, as I'm kind of coming into this space of what do I want to do next in my life um, really helped me come into a feeling of comfort with making a professional change because I've kind of been on the fence about it for a while and uh, just kind of acknowledging that I actually do know what I want and um, that I have like I can trust my judgment, essentially, I think is what I came to and identifying some of my strengths uh, this last week or what I like most about myself helped me to see I do have a good sense of judgment. And so if I feel like it's time to make a change, then it's time to make a change. And I can, I can trust that. I love that because I think that is sort of directly ties into the episode that we're doing today, which is the power of positive thinking and how thinking positively can actually change our lives. So even thinking positive about ourselves can help us change, you know, how we look at the way we make decisions or what it is, the actions that we take in our life. But before I get into talking about that, all of that, when I say the power of positivity, Brianna, what does that mean to you? It means for me looking for or being able to see opportunity, even when things aren't going well. And the power of positivity for me is just being able to start look, being able to look through the look at the world through a lens of possibility. And I was thinking about this uh, actually this morning about the word optimistic uh, and that I feel like since we started this positivity work. Yes, I have a more positive view, but I think what that also does for me is help me be optimistic that, again, that sense of even if things aren't going well, that will change and that while I'm in that not well spot, um, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I will be able to weather this and I will be able to see and handle whatever comes next. And I think that is for me what the power of positivity really truly means and has had the and where it has had the most effect is just my outlook and being optimistic opportunity like focused uh and more resilient absolutely i agree when i think of the power of positivity Naturally, I'm a person who looks to the future often, and so I do think of the possibilities of what can be. But then I do know that there are other people who live very much in the now. They're very present. They're very spiritual. They're very adaptable. And I think even, even for people like that, it's the ability to enjoy what's happening to you now in the moment. Because I think that I do have a, a strength of being able to figure out what's going wrong and how to fix it. But sometimes that strength like turns on its head and it makes me a little too hyper aware of what's going wrong instead of what's going right. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, the power of positive thinking has allowed me to enjoy what I have and enjoy what could be not just focused on like what's going wrong. And I always think of that. I had one singular date with a guy who ended up, he was a dirt bike rider and we weren't a match. Um, I think he's a dirtback rider that ended up being like a monster truck 
um, engineer and driver, like, and he drove it like a dirt bike, if I remember correctly. Um, but what was interesting about that conversation, despite us not being a match, was one, he picked a lovely restaurant. Uh, two, I got to learn something. And this is what I learned. He said that the mark of a good dirt bike rider is not when kids are young and they're fearless and they just fly through. It's after you have your first major wreck. And he's like, because you hit a rock and that rock causes your whole bike to spin out and then you're, you're injured and you're, and then the whole rest of the time now you're looking for rocks. And he says, if you spend your time looking for rocks, one, you're not going to go fast, but two, that rock might as well be as big as a boulder. Because what you look at when your things are moving that fast is where you're going to go. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times I see those rocks and they turn them into boulders. And so I asked him, I said, but let's say you've taken a couple of knocks and you see those rocks and they're as big as day. What do you do? And he says, you spot the rock and then you look for the clear path. And to me, developing this habit and sort of investing in the talent of positive thinking allows me to not pretend that bad things don't happen or bad things couldn't could not happen so i just run through the world completely unprepared you know it's like um what mel robbins says but i'm going to clean up the language a little bit it's not eating a poop sandwich and telling yourself that it's great mm -hmm. it's it's eating the poop sandwich saying you know what but tomorrow i got a shot at a better sandwich and, and, and I love that about the way we approach it. And it's really changed a lot of what I feel like I can do in life. And as a result, what I actually do. Mm. Oh, that is a really, that really kind of sticks and really resonates with me because I would, you know, I mean, I think it's obvious I agree because we're doing this podcast together. <laughs> so um, I I just... I think, you know, when we talk about the power of positivity, I think the biggest thing, you know, if we're doing this as a look back, not just on this last year, but again, that sense of where have, where did we start and where have we come, how, where have we gotten to? I think the other thing that the power of positivity for me uh, has definitely done is just helped me to make a change in my, be able to make changes in my life. I think in particular, before I started this kind of positivity work to be able to see that when um, things are going poorly or not the way I want, being able to see that that's not going to last, that it's, that it is time, um, time limited and that I'll make it through, even if it's terrible that I will make it through. I think that's really helped me to change uh, my perspective, but to be able to make changes in my life to know because I can see, well, you know what, I'm going to change and it may not be great, but if it's not great, then I'm going to just change it again now because I have taken that handy Clifton Strengths and a, a ton of other kind of um, skills, strengths type inventories, um, particularly for work. Um, I just know that adaptability is one of my things. So I feel like being positive has helped play into some of the strengths that I already have to be able to get me into these different situations um, and to get me a little bit uh, farther along this 
life path, I guess, and, and living it in a way that I feel like I really want to be living it. I look back at myself, you know, kind of pre-positivity fest <laughs> and post-positivity fest and just see how I really just see how the things that go wrong aren't as big. They're still a big deal and they take a lot of work and energy to get through, but they're not as, um, I just am not, I guess, as fearful. So when you talk about the spotting the big rocks, I can't help but see the big rocks. I now know that's just me. I look for, as you do, I, I am ready for when things are going to go wrong. And I think those big rocks used to derail me. And now, because I've done this positivity work, because I do have a, like a little bit of a more optimistic kind of up, I'll call it like a raised outlook. I don't know if that's even the most accurate description. I can see them and keep going. So that is why that story just really resonates before before the positivity work, I think it was really just like rock. Oh no. And then like, I just turned out, turn away from whatever path um, I was going on. And, and again, that sense of uh, not maybe trusting myself that I could handle something that's a little bit rocky or that I can't quite see the end of the line. And I'm mixing a lot of metaphors here, I think, but that's okay. Eh, it's fine. Uh the point being, positivity has helped me greatly. How about that? We'll just wrap that part up a little bit. <laughs> I totally relate to what you're saying, though. I totally get the thing. And I do think that that is part of the solution. Uh, for me, Like the problem with it is, is life or perhaps your inherent nature, the way your brain works, might not necessarily lend itself as as abundantly to positive thinking, right? You and I both tested with positive thinking not being in our top 10 strengths. By the way, this is uh, the Clifton Strengths um, put out by Gallup. And I think if anybody's interested, they can just Google it or go to gallup.com and read a little bit about it. And it's pretty interesting. But my point being, and by the way, we're not affiliated. It doesn't matter to me if you do it. But if you're curious and you're like, why do they keep saying it? Where do I find it? That's <laughs> where. Um, but I do think part of the way to power positive thinking isn't this general screaming at yourself saying, be positive, stop being so negative. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't, that doesn't do anything to me. Like, like the concept that I'm just going to, I think my solution for the large part of my early youth was to just, Christy, um, it's time for you to just be different now. Just be different. Like stop this, all of this, all of who you are. No. Do you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> not necessarily the most helpful plan right? It's to just be different. And what I love about, you know, how do you go about being more positive when it may not be your nature or it's not something that you readily do? And a lot of it is practice, but what type of practice? And I think self-knowledge and self-acceptance are key to being more positive. For instance, I have to acknowledge that um, despite the fact that I know a a large number of people who are very responsible people. In other words, their word is their bond. If they say they're going to get that to you at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, they are going to move mountains to get that to you at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. If I hear I'm supposed to have something done by 9 a.m. or if I say I'm going to do something at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, in the moment I'm saying it, Brianna, I mean it. I really feel like I'm going to have it done at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. But then I've been me my whole life. So uh, (laughs) somewhere between when I say it and 9 a.m. on Tuesday, it becomes less important in my mind. Like um, they call it the procrastination monkey in those TED Talks or whatever. Mm -hmm. The procrastination monkey decides that we have to 
you know, watch this person eat a dollar steak on YouTube and we're going to learn everything about, you know, inserts, you know, iron deficiency because I, you know, read in the thing that I might have it. And, you know, like we're, we're, we got a lot of things to do between now and Tuesday. Uh, I've cleaned up my whole house, you know, other productive things that are not the thing. And then start to panic and feel terrible around 1 a.m. Tuesday morning, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not the greatest way to be, all right? There's a lot of room. There's exciting opportunity for improvement. Uh, but I need to know that about myself and accept that that's a lot of what I do. So what do I do to compensate for that? How, how can I look at this positively? Well, for instance, this podcast has never been late, despite the fact that I'm like literally the last person to touch it. Like my half of the work falls right by the deadline. And it's never been late. It's always been like we always wanted to have it out by 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time um, the day that it comes out. It's always gone out before 2 a.m. mostly. I think maybe there was an hour once, but normally it goes out two hours early. It goes out at like midnight 01, right? Um, midnight 01, 1201. <laughs> My point being, how did I do it despite the fact that deadlines mean nothing to me? Relationships mean everything to me. When they're close, not casual relationships, those people can just come and go whenever they want, but you're responsible, right? Mm -hmm. And so you do all of your things. So I don't want to be the weak link in the chain. So like I accepted that on my own, not very responsible, feeling indebted to my very close friend who I'm trying to do a positive thing with that I've promised to people that are on the internet. And now I know like people around the world, literally and figuratively, are listening to this podcast, I, unless there's something really major that happens, like I lose power or whatnot, that podcast is coming out. And I do think the key to being more positive and to use that power to change who you are isn't to just say what I have isn't worth anything. It's to look at what you have positively, harness those resources, accept who you are, know who you are, and then ask for help where you can, that's where the opportunity lies in asking for help. Like, teaming up with people or teaming up with technology to help you. Oh, so, so true. And I think, you know, what I take out of that and really want to just reiterate is this idea that, uh, that what positivity did for me uh, is really helped me to understand that I am enough, that I have self-worth. I don't have to beat myself up about the things that, you know, the mistakes that I've made or the things that I'm maybe not great at or you name it, I think the space that I tended to be the most negative about was me. And 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 I feel a little weird, I think, saying that, um, you know, knowing that it's going to go out to the world, essentially, because I don't want to give this impression that it, it just feels a little, I don't know, let me start over. It's hard for me to admit that at some point I was very negative about myself because I feel like I still am a confident person, but, you know, kind of that inward thinking and how, how I'm picturing myself, I was just always looking at what I wasn't doing, what I felt like I wasn't doing well enough or what I, where I wasn't good enough. And I think when we started, you know, really identifying that we wanted to um, do we wanted to do the positivity work because we weren't we just recognized that things could be better it wasn't necessarily that we were saying we weren't 
good enough, but that we wanted something different for our lives and we wanted something different for essentially this experience for whatever time you know, we're going to be here on the planet. At least that's how I was looking at it. And I really do think that taking the time to do that personal work uh, that came to do the positivity and then the personal work that kind of came with that, just as you've said, really helped me identify that I think first and foremost, there's nothing wrong with me. And again, that's not to say like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so perfect because I'm not. Uh, But it did show me that there's nothing wrong with me. And if there are spaces where I mess up or things that I need to learn, uh, whatever, then I can do that. But kind of at like a kind of resting sort of space, I am okay. And in fact, most days I'm better than okay. Um, you can see that hype man's trying to come out, but even still, not. It's an exciting opportunity. <laughs> what a wonderful opportunity, right? Um, but but really that power of positivity, you know, we talk about how when we really, I mean, not far, not long after we started that work, um, things really changed for us. So I, I, I want to say that positive, you know, if you're, you know, kind of living where I was living and you're a little bit more negative uh, focused and and negativity kind of is a little bit um, like disproportionate to positivity. I, if we're looking to flip that, I think that our lives will, our lives can change. Now, I don't necessarily mean that, you know, overnight, it's not magic, right? It takes work. And I think that's the biggest piece that I took away with that from this is I I was maybe living in a little too much of like a, um, if I just, you've talked about it before, if I just change one thing, then everything will be perfect. Now, did, did we change from a less positive view to a more positive view? Sure. But we didn't do it overnight. It didn't happen by magic. It was work and it wasn't always easy. It was oftentimes very fun. Um, and and we got, we've been able to come to a space that is so exciting, I think is the word I'm looking for. Because like right now I'm all hopped up um, just thinking about it. And that's, you know, when we decided to do this episode and really when we decided to do this podcast, that's what we wanted for people is to know that you can do this. You can um, do the personal work to kind of lift yourself up if you're a little lower. And if you're already a little higher, you can get even higher. Um, so that you just have this energy and can see all of these opportunities and really make life what you want. Make the make, make your life the way you really want it, the way you've envisioned it for yourself. Um, and that, I think, is, to me, the biggest, that excitement for life, I think, is just one of the other things that really came out of this for me. I completely agree. I really, there's so much in there that I just dying to talk about because I do actually, I've always wanted to live an exciting life that I enjoy. And one of the things I had to give up is thinking what an exciting life had to look like. Like I wanted it to look 
for someone else. It, it's like the moment that I decided that I was going to write my journal, not like somebody else was reading it, but just for me. Mm-hmm. And as a writer, that was hard for me because I wanted to do perfect. And I was like, no, I just need my thoughts out quickly so that I remember what happened because I have an imagination that has a tendency to change what happened. Brianna, like I actually genuinely have memories in my mind of things that I thought happened in my childhood that are actually my sister's. Like I just co-opted memories of hers because I was there and I watched it happen and it felt like it was me in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I would go back to my journal and she's like, no, that, no, that's, that was me. I was the one who uh, was stuck at the top of the refrigerator with the flower all over me and my parents couldn't find me. Our parents couldn't find us. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Mom and dad were telling me that story. But while they were telling me that story, my kid imagination imagined it was me up there. And I could almost see myself looking down at them. And Edie was like, no, that's me. That was me telling you what it was like. And I was like, oh, right. So for me, my journal is like, um, Christie's crazy imagination. Don't rewrite history, so you keep it as straight as you can. You know what I'm saying? But what I what I think so I think it's an exciting thing to to realize that you can live the life that you choose and that you want, and to look at yourself and to get excited for life. And I think one of the things that for me got in the way was. Um, to quote Veruca Salt, I want an Oompa Loompa and I want it now. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I did not realize that change sometimes is slow and also growth isn't literal. I like linear, linear. That's the word literal. <laughs> it's not linear. Um, and for me, that was a really hard, because I like feel like things should just go up and up and up and up, like a staircase, Brianna, or just like a steady, you know, that, that I don't know, that price is right, you know, do, 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 guy, you know, the, the um, tangent, long story even longer. It reminds me of when I was recovering from a car accident and I was doing um, exercises for the weak side of my spine. And I remember laying there and she explained to me that I'm going to move my body, you know, this way, I'm going to turn it this way. And on one side, I got three in and the other side, um, she was like, okay, go. And I said, uh, I thought I was right. So it was a rep of zero, right. Um, zero reps. Mm -hmm. I was like, so, and I was like, are you writing that down on the clipboard? Like, I didn't even think that was a clipboard ready move. Do you know what I mean? And she's like, I was like, you wrote zero on there. And then the next day I, well, not the next day, at some point later, I got up to like three. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I came back, I was really angry because I was only to get it. I was only able to get in like two or one. And in my mind, I was sure I should at least get three or four. Like, I was sure it should go the other way. And my therapists are like, you can stop trying now. And I'm like, but I got, and she's like, growth and healing is not linear, despite how hard you're trying to make it so. You're going to do more damage if you keep doing this. Like, just stop. It's okay. And I remember thinking, but you're writing it on the clipboard. Like, I don't know why I was so attached to like, but... But now it's written in pen on a piece of paper. Like somebody was grading my progress. And I realized, oh, I know who's grading my progress. Me. And when we first did the very first Positivity Fest over 20 years ago at our work, all of our lives changed. Some of us went to Broadway. Other people got promoted. Other people went to nursing school. Christy had a nervous breakdown and was asked to leave. (laughs) And I'm fine. But from there... I ended up starting my own business and working for myself and being like the happiest I'd ever been. 
uh, out of that. And so I just want to point out that you can start changing the way you think and your life will change, but sometimes it'll look messy. And a lot of times I used to use that messiness or that it, the change wasn't happening fast enough as an excuse to abandon all thinking. And I would encourage people that, listen, you might as well give it a go and just keep trying because I think there's something you told me it was order, disorder, reorder. If I didn't like my life before and it's changing, at least I've got a shot at getting what I want. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, once I'd done the work, I was like, well, I'm not going to stop because at least I don't have my old cruddy life. I mean, right now it seems a little worse, but you know, we're here now. So let's try it. <laughs> keep going. And then, and before I knew it, it was better. Like sometimes when you clean out your closet and you get things going, the house looks even messier for having started cleaning, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, but don't let that deter you. It, it does. Things do happen. Absolutely. I think uh, the order, disorder, reorder, uh, change management framework that helped me that I truly only learned in the last couple of years, but it has really helped me weather those times when you start the change. And like you said, all of a sudden, you know, I'm going to clean this closet. And then you'll turn around and your bedroom looks like a tornado came through. And you're like, yeesh, what was I thinking? But then, you know, the reorder comes where you're getting rid of the stuff that you don't want and you're keeping the stuff that you do. And now look, we have order again. Uh, I think it's it's helpful too that you talk about uh, that sense of disorder or you know working going to make the change and then maybe coming up against a a roadblock or having to slug through some stuff. I think that's a really important piece because you know when you talk about the <laughs> being Baruch assault because you want it right now, I think not only I, I would agree with that, you know, I really want it now as well. I think that I had a misconception that, well, I mean, I'm doing this work, so the change should be, I should just be able to weather it, no problem. And I think it's, it's interesting as you talk about kind of what came out of the work for each of us who were a part of that group. Mine was definitely nursing and a new career, but what I got along the way is a new sense, uh, a, a new um, anxiety disorder and some situational depression because school was so, so stressful for me. And that's not going to be everybody's experience going to nursing school. So I don't want to scare anybody away from nursing if you're thinking about it. It's wonderful. Uh, but I also don't want to sugarcoat like I like we've been talking about, I think this whole time with our, you know, talking about Pollyanna and that that's not what positivity is. I don't want to sugarcoat that once you decide you're going to be a pot, you're going to try to work towards a more positive outlook. You're going to start having the confidence or the comfort making changes uh, that it's necessarily smooth sailing because it's not. But as I said before, once you get into that positive frame, uh, frame of mind, I feel like you can, let me back up. I feel like I was able then to not just weather that, but what the positive view did for me or taking that positive outlook was help me to see that I was in it to start, like that I was in that more negative 
anxious, burned out, stressed out place, which it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to describe why that's so important. Because I think, you know, in the past, I would get into uncomfortable situations, things that were stressful, whatever, and just kind of like stay there and just not necessarily even recognize that that's a place I didn't, I didn't really need to be in. And so when it got bad and I had been doing the positivity work for eh, maybe two years, three years before, you know, the, the really like recognizing, whoa, something's going on. Um, it's because I was able to start looking at things from a more positive perspective that I recognized I was in a less positive place. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think it does. And I totally know what you mean because I feel like for the long, for the longest time, when, when I tried to enact change in my life and I didn't get the results immediately and it wasn't, in, like sometimes you do an act of change and you're just like, what? I had a friend of mine who wanted to lose weight and somebody said to him, well, you drink a two liter bottle of, you know, Mountain Dew a day. Like that's, you know, blah, blah, blah calories there. And he looked at the back of it and he went, what? There's how much in this? And, <laughs> um, and then he just started looking at the backs of containers. It was so annoying. <laughs> he just started looking at the backs of stuff going, ah, oh, no, I'm not going to eat that then. And then he just lost a bunch of weight. It was like, really? You just didn't look at the, how many calories are in stuff and that just fixed it for you? Like, I, so I'm not saying it's not possible. Like that guy exists, right? Mm -hmm. I watched it happen. He, and he dropped the weight like incredibly. Like the first thing that went was the, he's like, yeah, I just, you know, bring around a drug of water. I was like, you just substituted Mountain Dew for water and you've dropped like 20 pounds in three months. Is that? Okay. So it, change can happen that way. And I'm not married to the idea that it all has to be hard work. I'm all for like, mm -hmm. did you change something? Did it work immediately? Love it. I mean, I've got to tell you my microwave, my wow microwave bacon maker has changed the way <laughs> I've made bacon. And it was an instant success, instant, instant microwavable bacon flavored success. So by all means, when it happens easy, talk to people about it, especially share it with me, really write to us. Cause I love that. I love it when it goes that way. However, <laughs> outside of Mountain Dew guy and microwave bacon, um, I've had the kind of success that does not look all that successful right away. And I have used the lack of immediate results as a sort of bludgeoning tool for my own self-esteem and worth and progress. <laughs> and it is not a pretty way to change. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, guess what? It's hard. And why don't you beat yourself up while you're trying to fix it? Doesn't give you a lot of energy, Brianna, to just be resilient. Mm -hmm. A lot of it means you're just um laying in bed thinking that you're a loser. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> doesn't help you. So I would just like to say do not use the fact that sometimes change looks like Mountain Dew guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Losing 30 pounds or 20 pounds, whatever it was. It was a lot. And you could see it. Um, just because it doesn't look like that doesn't mean you're not doing it right. Don't use the fact that results are not immediate and they don't look like everybody else's results as a reason why you're doing it wrong. I used to just constantly look at everyone else's paper and go, oh, it's not looking like theirs. And I would might have been making progress. I might have been doing well. But I lit that, um, they say it in 12-step groups, compare and despair. 
right? Mm-hmm. I looked at my compare. Now, every once in a while you look and you're like, hey, I'm doing even better. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But it's a dangerous game, people. It's a dangerous game. So just because it may not look immediately like you're getting the result that you want, do not use that as evidence that you're doing it wrong. Just keep going, especially when it's something like positive thinking, because sometimes you know, you'll fall off track or your life will get really hard or you'll be keeping the company with a lot of negative people and it'll be hard to remember. And then you just slowly just get back on track. It's not a pass fail situation. Always measure in degrees of success. And there can be right degrees of success. So many starts and stops, a uh, little change, big change. All of it is part of the work and all of it. Uh, can really be effective for changing your outlook, changing your experience, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about others and just the world in general. And, and, you know, again, that sense of just talking about it just makes me, it, it just makes me so excited, I guess. I think that's one of the other things that really came from taking that positive outlook is recognizing that it's okay to be excited about stuff. Uh, Because I think I got into that kind of cynical outlook where it was, you know, again, I don't really even know where that comes from, because it's not as if I was hanging around with necessarily um, negative or cynical people. But but it just, it doesn't take a lot, I think, to start going down that path where you just choose or no, not necessarily even choose. Just tend to see things a little more negatively or only what's going wrong. Or even when things are going, what I noticed about, you know, before starting on this work road is even when things were going really right, like looking for either not fully enjoying it or finding reasons to like pick it apart. And when we talk about positivity, I just, I feel a little bit nerdy being not nerdy. Let's say dorky. I feel a little dorky just being so excited about things and just in general, uh, not always, but I would just say in general, tending to have just like a kind of like bubbly, little bit childlike, I think at times, excitement just like that's just how I am now. Now I know that there are people who are like, really? Because it doesn't seem like that. And if you work with me, it probably doesn't because I'm stressed out all the time. Uh, (laughs) But um, I do think that I am at heart kind of like just excited, dorky kind of person. And I can tell like I'm, I'm in a place, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm looking for more opportunities to do that. I just want to enjoy. I just want to enjoy life. And I know I talk about like, you know, uh, now being in my forties, just knowing that, you know, time is a thing. <laughs> and I think, what do you call it? We're in like our, we're just getting started in like our third quarter or second quarter. I can't quite remember it, but, um, yeah, I just really want to be positive about things. And that is not, again, I know we keep harping on it or hitting it to say it's going to be great all the time, but when it is 
good. Like I want to be excited about that. And, you know, one of the things about doing this podcast is just that being able to encourage other people to be excited about the stuff they've got going on as well. I totally agree. I've got to admit, when you talk about positivity being dorky, I have to admit some of my initial prejudices about being positive. I will say, if I'm totally honest, that much like James Dean does look cool smoking, cynicism looks cool. Mm. It looks smart. It looks hip. I always, there was a period in the nineties where grumpy brunettes were in and I felt cool, Brianna. And (laughs) I was able to imply my humor and intelligence to being a little bit embittered. And there was a fun camaraderie that I had in comedy in the late nineties and early aughts, I guess what what they call it, the early two thousands that I enjoyed. However, that little bit of camaraderie and general crankiness led my life to fall into complete and utter despair and disarray. And uh, at that time, you know, in the late 90s when uh, my father passed away, and I was, I attribute a lot of that to grief. And I attribute, it was the first time that I was away from my family because I was in Los Angeles and my mom had moved back to the Philippines and my brother and my sister were living in Florida. So I was very lonely and that community meant a lot to me. But over time, that community, um, to this day, I mean, I love comedians. They're not necessarily the most positive bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I don't know a comedian who would go, that's not true. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they, it, <laughs> as a whole, there are exceptions to the rule. Um, but they're, they can be, they can be very dark, let's just say, and it is hilarious. Um, however, as a healthy living space for me, living a fulfilling and promising life, not the easiest feat to pull off. And for me, that darkness led my life and my heart to feel a little too heavy for me to keep going in that direction. And so I had to take a break from that. And I think thinking more about being positive and just sort of working toward that, like allowed me to embrace like pieces of myself that I'd sort of cordoned off to try and be cool. Because at heart, I think when I started being incredibly cynical is it came from a low sense of self-worth, a fear of vulnerability and a lot of things. And when I started shutting off of those things, I didn't realize like protecting that part and protecting, like never get your hopes up because, you know, something bad's going to happen and everything's you know, cruddy. And I didn't realize when I was closing off all those hopes, I was closing off my capacity to feel anything. And I've got to tell you, I'd rather be disappointed than numb because numbness for me feels very deathy. And Mm -hmm. it just, for me, didn't lead to a very positive, not even just positive. It didn't even lead to a very tolerable way of living. And in order to just get out of bed, I just only got out of bed for like really bad relationships and terrible choices. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what made me feel alive. Like, I think the more numb you get, the more risks you end up taking to just feel anything. And for me, that took the form of a lot of bad relationships. And it wasn't until, um, I decided to 
feel more positive about who I was as a person not attached. You know, there's a lot of jokes about being single that I don't like because I feel like, and I was single for a really long time. I didn't fall in love till I was 42 years old and my longest relationship. Cause I didn't stay in unhealthy relationships for long. I just crack under the pressure, which now I see as a talent, but most of my relationships lasted about two years. And I was, you know, in between relationships, I was single for a long time. And then I took time off of dating of, I think about five years in total. Um, and for me, I felt there was an inherent prejudice to, and I don't know if it's just for women or all people, that people think that if you're part, like you're nobody till somebody loves you kind of songs. And it just felt like there was this club of coupled up people who somehow feel like they arrived because they got this relationship. And when I looked at some of the relationships, they were amazing. And when I looked at a lot of relationships, it felt like you're just too afraid to be alone. <laughs> If I'm honest. And for me, it wasn't until I decided that I was going to embrace being single and love the things about it, which I did travel. I did do a lot of fun things. I enjoyed that I never had to compromise on what movie I wanted to see and when I wanted to see it. Like I would go to the movies alone. I would do those things. And for me, it meant that when I had the opportunity to date, I wouldn't just take anybody. I was like, no, no, no. I'm having too good of a time to like make accommodations for your not compatibility with me. It used to be before I just try to force it. And I honestly think that if I hadn't been more positive about single, then I would never have fallen in love. And I do think the power of positive thinking can bring more love in your life. And it doesn't have to come in the form of romantic love from another person. It is not required. Absolutely. And that sense of that positive mindset or being able to see things through a more positive lens. I can't really, I really can't speak to that enough because it just lets you see where your opportunities are or where there are those pieces of the, ah, ooh, I got so excited. I can't talk. Where those positive things are, even if they're small or I guess, regardless of what size, big, small, whatever. Um, having that positive lens for me just allowed me to see you're exactly right. Those things about myself that maybe I didn't see downplayed, didn't care about, whatever. Um, I got to, I got little snippets of them. And then as my po like more uh, positive lens developed or or mindset developed I could see those more and more and then like you said it just brought that it brought that new kind of sense of uh, self and uh, 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 not even new just actually I think getting more to my real self that's another thing I think that came out of this but but as we've talked about before with with the power of positivity for me, I think power to me equals energy. And that's just what this did. It, it just like kind of infused everything with this new energy and made me excited about things. Um, you know, I've joked, I, I've joked and, and, and talked seriously, I guess, about, um, Kind of just coming into the fact that yay i have emotions uh because the you know when you talk about like kind of that sense of being uh numb that's just a space that i lived in for so long and now 
all, I mean, I think it's taken me what, almost 20 years that we've been doing this to slowly, gradually developing this new mindset, this new lens to view the world. And as I was doing that, just kind of waking up and now things just are so exciting. As I said before, I'm a little bit feeling a little bit dorky about how excited. And if you could see the hand gestures, just going, because <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, but, but I really do, you know, I really do believe strongly that it was just those first few steps way back when, you know, when we would, when we kind of, I remember writing on the whiteboard kind of like, okay, how's this going to work and what's it going to look like? When we just did those couple of things to just say, we don't want to be negative anymore. We want to look at things more positively. It's taken a long time to us, you know, from that whiteboard session to being on our 53rd episode about positivity. It's taken a long time and a lot of work, but man, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm just really grateful for it. And so I hope, you know, the hope is really that if there are folks out there who are, have been on this, have been doing this for a while, are just kind of new to like, Ooh, I'd like to be more positive where, wherever, wherever they are in, um, in, in their outlook on this. I just hope that they'll keep going uh, because it, it, it can just be so, so exciting. And, and I'm going to just stop now because I just keep saying the word exciting. <laughs> more exciting, more exciting, more exciting. I'll keep going. No, because I totally agree. And what I love about the power of positive thinking is that it isn't one of these deals where it's like, and now it's all ruined. That's like, I used to have this, and I still have mm -hmm. a tendency to have black and white thinking, right? So if I'm, if I'm thinking positively and then suddenly one day or one week or I don't know, a series of months go by where I'm all, I hate the world and everybody in it um, for the most of my thoughts. I don't know if I go months, but I've got that sort of, um, I don't know, a little bit of hater heart, I guess is what I'll call it. A little hater heart uh, growing in there. It's not mm -hmm. all ruined. Okay. It's, 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 a, it's degrees of success. Even, even if you do it for one minute and then three minutes, you go, you know, negative. It's every little bit you let it in. It helps. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, oh, most of the time, just more, more than mm -hmm. before is good enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like more than before is good enough and backtracking for a while is fine because what I love about once you feel what the fuel of being a positive thinker feels like, in my family, we call it, you go back to being rotten. Do you know what I mean? You go back into your rottenness, right? And honestly, knowing what the alternative feels like, I can only stew in my own rotten juices for so long, right? I'm not going to be able to like knowing that there's a better way. I can't, even if I fall back into it, I can't keep going. Because after a while, I'm just like, this feels terrible. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? And also because mm -hmm. we do this podcast every week, you know, by Thursday, I've forgotten. Brianna, by Saturday, you remind me, you know, I've got things set into place. Because I'm not going to, and I don't know why, Edie, I, I mean, Edie, that's my sister's <laughs> name, Brianna, I've never yelled at anybody at a McDonald's. I just need to say this. But for some reason, my version of being the biggest hypocrite in the world is somebody who listens to this podcast standing in a McDonald's where I've lost my my shiz. Do you know what I mean? Like just mm -hmm. suddenly, because there are a lot of times in that line where things are happening that my brain goes, 
why is this happening? Like, what is the chicken McNugget disaster that's causing this all to happen? Like this, none of this is that complicated. Why is it taking this long kind of feeling <laughs> in my heart? Um, and so I just want to say that the thing about positive thinking is you can do it badly, if I'm honest. Like I've done it badly. Like I've done it pretty great and then fallen off the thing and then I've gossiped when I shouldn't and I feel like a little bad about it later but then I'm like well we're not gonna you know dwell on feeling bad about feeling bad we, we we've cut that one out of our thing so degree of success you know and for me I mean also I'm really concerned with hardcore results not just a general feeling and I will tell you this my FICO score is better. I have more money in the bank. I finally fell in love. I've made dreams come true. I, there was a time in my life where I was in the Philippines because I was too sick to be able to afford healthcare here in the United States. This was before the laws changed because I was an independently employed person whose insurance premiums kept going up. And so I decided to go where my mom was in the Philippines. So instead of looking at like I had to move to a developing nation, you know, because I didn't have enough money to stay in the United States, I looked at it as an opportunity, an opportunity to spend more time with my mother who lived abroad. I looked at having, you know, there was a time when I would have seen, you know, my father passed away and we didn't have enough money to keep my mom in the country. And I would have looked at that in a different way. But instead, this time I looked at it as an asset that I had somebody who lived somewhere else. So much so that people are like, you're so lucky that your mom lived in the Philippines. I'm like, well, it's a pretty painful and sad thing that I didn't get to see her for a long time. But sure, <laughs> it is a positive thing in that instance. And so while I was there, Brianna, I was making money online and the um, it was cheaper for me healthcare wise to pay cash. And I realized in that moment, hey, you know, my health might not be that great, but I can write these you know, when I was having issues with my, um, I have carpal and cubital tunnel, but I'd been a musician since I was, you know, nine and I could feel that skill diminishing. Um, so, you know, even so now I can barely play the guitar at all, but I took it as an opportunity to write really short songs. And I decided I always wanted to be a rock star. It was probably never going to happen. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I was like, I was in my 30s. It wasn't going to happen anyway, even if my health was great. <laughs> it's like, we like chubby bordering on middle-aged women to be in rock and roll, especially if they've never had a hit before. So I decided I'd write funny songs. And because of the exchange rate, I made a record. I made it. It's You could buy it. It's feeling good, looking good. It's out there. But what's really crazy is when I came back, I had a record release party because I wanted to have one, Brianna, and I'd save my money because I was mm -hmm. living someplace cheap. I had a record release party with my friend Dwayne. He told me, hey, you should send it to Satellite Radio. I sent it, forgot all about it. And then like five years later, I got a royalty check. And it listed all of the times that my songs had been played on Satellite Radio. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, if it wasn't for me just going, what the hell? Why not just do this anyway? You know, I'm going to have a good time while I'm here. If it wasn't for that positive thinking, like 13-year-old me was like, Satellite radio has the word radio in it. You got a record on the radio. You got mm. a record on the radio. And I played those songs live and I did the rock and roll guitar jump, even though I can only play like for two minutes at a time. And later, Brianna, at the improv in Hollywood on Melrose, someone said to me, I love that jump you do with the guitar. In all <laughs> honestness, the thing that I was doing in my room for fun pretending because I thought more positively and went, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Let's have a good time. Let's make the most of this. It made my dreams come true. 
And it's a really fun dream. And every time I think about it, my heart soars because I know dreams do come true. I'm mm -hmm. a novelist. I got a record on the radio. Yeah, I love that. And it's so interesting because one of the things I was thinking about is the idea that, you know, you can get the quick wins and then some of them are a little bit of a slow burn, right? Yes, <laughs> very slow burning. Um, um, but, but, you know, they're, they're there and you can also be enjoying things along the way. I do definitely want to just circle back for a second and talk about the sense, you know, because you uh, talked about the the concern that someone's going to see you being angry in a McDonald's, <laughs> which I always love that visual because I know you and you're right. You're not someone who's just going to, you know, suddenly lose it in, in line at McDonald's. Uh, but I, but do I feel like I could. <laughs> you feel like you could. Right. Right. Hey, get in touch with those emotions. Um, I think, though, that that's that is a really important thing to bring up um, <laughs> that. Uh, having the positive lens, I, I, and I know we've said it before, I just want to really make make sure because I, I worry that sometimes I don't talk enough about, like I, I get so excited about the energy that comes from that positive mindset that I don't talk enough about like what it kind of took, what it really looked like along the way or what it took uh, to get here. So I just want to, you know, I'm not, one of the things we were very clear about when we started this is we don't want to present it as like, everything's going to be perfect and you'll never experience anything bad or, or be angry or um, anything like that. And but anger, all your dreams can come true. But all saying. your dreams can come they true. Can. It's so true. Um, but in particular, just letting, just making sure that people know, because it was something I had to uh, that I had to learn and, and get comfortable with is that I can be positive. I can be a positive person and have that positive mindset and I can get angry about stuff. Anger is not anger in your emotions. Those aren't, aren't ne negative. It's what you do with them. That is, you know, kind of has that positive or can have that positive or negative connotation. So I just want, you know, I had to really understand that, I had to learn that first of all, um, coming kind of getting through this. I could, because in the beginning I used to get, um, oddly enough, I used to get angry with myself for getting angry. If <gasps> that makes sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but it's, it's okay. The, the positive, I think what the positive, uh, outlook did for me was help me to, like actually do something um, healthy and positive with that rather than, as you said, turning it back on, on myself or, or I'm not really an outwardly kind of angry kind of, I'm not like an outbursty kind of person, but, uh, but, but the point being, you're going to still get angry. You're still going to be annoyed. You're still gonna, all of these things are still going to happen because again, humans in the world. Uh, but what the positive for me did for me was one, I didn't stay necessarily have to stay in that place for very long or two, it really helped me to see that sense of, okay, what's really going on here. 
Okay. Especially if I had to be in that crummy feeling space for a longer period of time, it'd be like, what's happening? (laughs) Uh, And then that usually was that, that sense of like, oh, this is not comfortable. I don't like this crummy feeling what's going on so that I could start looking and figuring out what, what, what was going on and what I needed to do. And that just gave me such a sense, such a a new sense of control over my experience overall. I love that you talk about that sense of control, because I do think that that is one of the hopes behind embracing positive thinking is the power of positivity is empowerment. You feel empowered. And I love that you brought up because we did a whole episode on toxic positivity, which I think plays a lot of people stuff their emotions in the name of being positive. And I love that you brought that up because feelings are feelings and you get to have them. Do you know what I mean? And getting on Mm -hmm. your own case about having a natural feeling with life, like that kind of concept that you're never going to grieve. You're never going to be impatient. You're never going to, none of all of those things are going to happen. It's just information that you need to know. And sometimes you just have to feel the grief. And I think a lot of that toxic positivity, and we talked about it in that episode, is that sort of um, this need to feel like I'm invincible because I'm afraid of being vulnerable. So I use the concept of positivity to stuff my feelings. And that leads to that numbness that I think is even worse than being sad. That numbness to me feels very deathy and it makes it very hard for me to be excited about getting up in the morning. And once I realized that I think the first time you truly feel a broken heart, one of the things that you need to remember is the heroic, you know, we did it on the hype episode, is that if your heart is broken, that means you loved wholeheartedly. And that is a victory. It's a victory that hurts, but it is a hard won victory. And when you feel disappointment, when you feel anger, shame, it means you're invested in your life and you care about what's happening to you. And that is a good thing. And it hurts. And it hurts. Hurt doesn't mean bad. I used to think that, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm hurting, I did it wrong. And no, I'm sometimes you hurt because life hurts because you're human and you're living and you're invested and you're alive. And um, I think that's just a really important thing. And I think the power of positivity allows me to see those hard won victories. And I will say where there is pain, there is an, a, there is an opportunity to alert to learn a lesson so deeply that you will never forget it and it changes who you are grief changes who you are and it's a depth of being alive and wisdom that cannot become that you cannot get another way but if you can get something close to it without it good <laughs> i'm not saying just run around <laughs> the world try to hurt yourself okay get something close to it i'm fine with that if you never Mm -hmm. feel grief until you're in your late 90s you know what i'm saying or you all you're the one who goes first in all your major relationships that's fine you know Mm -hmm. but uh there is something to that and i do feel like you know that's what's really important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and that's i just really appreciate hearing that because anytime there's the discussion about it's okay to feel how you feel i think that's just so important to be sharing and and i understand that there are a lot of people out there who already know that i get it uh and i'm i'm really 
happy for those people and it's it's wonderful but there are those of us <laughs> who have um maybe not gotten that that messaging about emotions and that they're okay or not really been in situations where we feel like vulnerability uh is okay and so you know to 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 my people <laughs> to our people <laughs> i guess i'd say um you can do it you can do it it's going to feel weird and uncomfortable and um, like, what's the point of this? Or I'm just trying to think of all the things kind of that went, have gone through my mind over the years as uh, I've been trying to do this. Um, this shouldn't be happening. This shouldn't be happening. That's a great one. <laughs> I think all of those things. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, the, that's going to happen. And I do want to just take a, you know, just quickly uh, say that I appreciate you just talking about how important, uh, well, talking about learning and how important that is. We're going to go through stuff. We're going to fail. We're going to mess up. Uh, things are going to happen that are out of our control and just learning, uh, taking away whatever we can from it and learning from it to become uh, wiser, more resilient, uh, even more capable people than we already are. That to me is living. And, and it took me a long time to really recognize that. So I hope with, you know, people are, people are listening. We did this for a reason and there are people out there who are listening and, I'm excited about that because it it just means that people want to be positive and are looking for that in their lives. And I hope in some way we are helping along that journey. I agree. Cause I think the power of being like the power of positivity is that you get to feel alive and learn and love and feel the possibility and excitement of living to your potential and um, enjoying your life and the people who are around you. But the problems can be like thinking that you should never feel anything that you consider negative or circumstances in life or negative people or impatience or you know, be feeling uncomfortable or anything like that can get in the way of it. But the solutions really do lie and looking for opportunities and taking the time to feel your feelings and acknowledging that feeling those feelings is a victory and that it is an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself and self-knowledge and acceptance and realizing and embracing that you are enough and measuring how much your ability to do something and your ability to be positive, measuring that in degrees of success. And you know, re recognizing that sometimes change goes in the order, disorder, reorder function and remembering that just because things don't turn out as quickly or as smoothly as you'd like, it's not evidence that you're doing it wrong. And putting all those things together can help you live a more positive life so that you can, you know, it'll make your dreams come true. It can even make you more money. It can make you healthier. It can do a lot of things for you. And I think that's what we're trying to bring to everyone on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think if it's all right with you, I'm going to change. Well, let me just first say, I think that's a that's exactly right. And it brings us into our mission for the week, which if you're all right with it, I'm going to change on the fly. I like it. And just say, you know, for those of you who are listening uh, and for Christy, for you and I uh, doing this podcast, we're doing it for a reason. We're seeking out positivity 
for a reason. And I think uh, the mission for the week is let's reflect on why that is. Why is it that you're looking for positivity? Because I think the point of that then is once you identify what that is, sear it in your mind, write it down, tell a friend, record a little message to yourself, whatever, uh, and keep that at the forefront so that when the tougher times come, when it's taking a little longer than you feel like it should, when it looks like a circuitous doodle map versus a straight line, all of those things, you can go back to that and remember why you're doing this. And that wraps it up for us this week. So I just want to, I'm so excited. Sorry, still being dorky. So how about, we would love to hear from you, your questions, your perspectives on the topics we've discussed. If you think about your reason why you're seeking positivity and you want to share it with us, we would love, love, love to hear it. You can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview.com. V-I-E-W podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and on the next show, we're discussing how to support positivity. So don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. And that is our show for today. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.